This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen and I am a professional choreographer. And I'm James and I'm worried about redundancy. Who's, who said that? Uh, I know. I was like, I thought it was one of the funniest points of the entire episode. And then like it just was passed over. Uh, Michelle said it about Joey J and his uh. wigs. Um, and I was like, worried about redundancy. Like Merle Ginsburg should have. <laughs> this is Sissy That Pod, the RuPaul's Drag Race Reaction Podcast. We're back over in the US. It's time for the pork chop queens to get their m- moment in the sun. Exactly. They have. They are fresh off the boat back from the pork chop lounge. They are into the workroom and they have something to prove. And I think they proved it. I think this is a more interesting bunch. And I kind of warmed them more. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I felt like um, the performance overall, that song, the phenomenon, the, so- the end project they produced, choreography was better than last week, lyrics are better than last week, performance are better than last week. I did think that they weren't as good look-wise, but overall, good, strong crowd. Exactly. And I think I cannot wait now to see how they get on next week. Exactly. When they are all like Mixed in. mingled up. Yeah, it's like when you are having a party and you you bring two different friend groups in and you're like, how are they going to get on with each other? Yeah. Uh, someone that the country has been warming to over the last several months is drag queen sensation Viola Gavis. She joined us on the show to spill the tea on episode three. So let's have a listen. Well, Viola Gavis, thank you for coming back on the pod. Last time it was Canada, this time it's US. How are you liking it? Yes, I'm now with the main girls, the main season. (laughs) (laughs) I've made it. I have made it. It's good to be back. Thank you for having me back. How have you liked this sort of twist that started off the show, the the splitting the queens? Um, Okay, when I first saw it, I wasn't sure. I was like, okay, well, how are they going to do this? Because in my head, like with just like with everything now with corona like the corona brain i was like okay so they're just gonna have them compete with two separate and then at the end just bring two from each forward and do the final Mm. four that's my first thought that i had but then i was kind of like that's just kind of like shitty that they tease them and be like there's other people competing against you but i kind of do like that they've given us like three episodes of non-elimination you've gotten to know the people a little bit more and there's a good amount of catchphrases already. Like, my favorite one is the lady said, go home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is still my, <laughs> that is my favorite one. I really enjoy, though, the twist that, like, they've done that. And it's given us a chance to see them in a much better I way. I think what's, bit, what's going to be interesting is, particularly with Rosé and Denali, who obviously are extremely competitive, mm-hmm. is they're the sort of people who obviously are very in their heads and they're very competitive and they now feel like they're on the back foot and I think even Tina Burner says it like at the very beginning of the episode before we get into the new queens it's like they're already coming in like feeling like they're on the back foot because they lost that lip sync and ended up in this so it'll be interesting to see how that plays in as we go through I think some of them will really take that as like I have something to prove and they're gonna bring it and I think we kind of saw some of that in this episode that it was so like the performance was so strong I feel like with the likes of Tamisha, she's just there. She's, God bless her. I love her so much. She just needs to get out of her head and she needs to like, you know, because I've seen videos of her. I know she's older and she was sick for a while and she can't do many other things, 
But like, I feel like she was still gonna kick some ass. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think that she she's making her age more of an issue than it needs to be in her own head because I think she has this notion like she's almost like Absolutely. some some of the things are and this is gonna get like super like um, assessing her whole personality. But like, it feels like in her head almost she's competing with a younger version of herself rather than any of the other queens. Like she's looking at what she's giving to the competition and thinking. What would I be doing if I was here when I was in my prime? Rather than just being like, take this moment. Girl, I'm sorry. Like, your prime is whatever you make it. I don't believe in any of that. Because, like, when you look at, like, Raja, she was, like, the oldest on her season. And she's still going. She's still, you know, doing the damn thing. Like, Bianca was the oldest on her season. And she didn't let that stop her. So, I think it's just having to get out of that mindset and just, you know. Can't remember what kind of spilled on Tucker, what didn't. But a lot of them were kind of talking about how they were grateful they lost the first lip sync and how it really put a fire in them. And I genuinely believed it. Like, you know, like sometimes people are like, oh, I wanted to fail that first one for this reason. Like, I genuinely believed that they feel they have the edge on the other group because mm-hmm. they've seen the end in sight and that's made them yeah. fight harder. See, this is why it's like a very double-edged sword that like the winning queens are like, oh, yeah, this is great. But when, they yeah. do, when they're going to fall... They're going to fall hard. Is five hours not a ridiculous amount of time to be doing your makeup? Okay. For me, when I'm taking my time and everything, like before when I was doing the glitter beard, it'll be like, you know, the makeup wasn't blended. It wasn't all that good. It took me like 45 minutes to an hour. And that is without blending my makeup properly. Yeah. You know, with the glitter beard and like from beginning to finish. Now, here's my issue. She has no eyebrows to block out. (laughs) That is usually the thing that takes me the longest. It's like trying to block them out because you have to let that glue dry. You have to do a few coats, you know. That, she doesn't have that. It took her all that time to come out with a basic-ass brown eyeshadow (laughs) and not even, like, a lot of glitter on the eyelid. I'm sorry. Like, I can't justify you having that amount of time and doing that, and I would have thought like her looks are gonna be more intricate to yeah. have a lot more components yeah. to them. But five there was, hours. There was two things I thought was funny, and I don't know if it's just like shady editing or just like kind of happenstance. But you kind of were getting her in the background running around like, ah, oh, ah. but then it kept like cutting to her, and she was applying makeup with the tiniest brushes, <laughs> like the tiniest brushes, like, like look, maybe, maybe if you used a proper fucking makeup brush. I'm all for precision, but like my beauty blender is the size of half my face, because you need yeah. to get that on as quick as you can. Like the things I usually take the most time are your eyes and the yeah. eyebrows, you know? Do you know like pointillism where every, like the painting is just loads of different dots, is that how she does her <laughs> yeah, makeup? This is the thing though, look at it this way, both looks, she had the same makeup, but Utica had two different makeup looks on. Yeah. yeah. Utica, Utica, like, turned the makeup entirely around so it fitted with each look. Whereas, like, and fair enough, the makeup looked really good and it worked with the, the outfits that, that, that she was wearing. But, like, the time she said, and then and then I was like, okay, let me just go and look back. And she was like, five hours for some of the things that she's... And I'm like, okay, I understand being a perfectionist. Yeah. But, like, there needs to be a little bit more. Yeah. But you also need to perfect your timing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're going on Drag Race. You yeah. know no. that they're yeah. under time constraints. Well, like, to like be, yeah. what we saw today wasn't the five hours. That was the one hour, you know. But, like, yeah. th- we, it just, yeah. It, it's going to be such a handicap to her going forward. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be a challenge for her as well. Because, like, that was only, like, a mini challenge. And, like, sometimes, like, 
a ball challenge. Let's say she makes it to a ball challenge and she has to do all of that. Yeah, no, that's going to be... I, I wonder that as well because she's such a fashion queen and obviously it's very important. The look is very important to her and she has brought... Up, and you heard her listing off designers that she she has, she's brought stuff by that when she comes to a point where she's having to make her own, is she going to be so like focused on needing something to be perfect that again she's going to trip herself up because you even hear it them you hear them kind of mentioning it about her when they're doing the the um the the cario on the main stage at that she gets so focused in on the tiny details and you can see that happening in the makeup as well that she can't step back and see the big picture and i know plenty of people like that like i will say this it it, it does happen especially when you're getting ready like this is like when you're getting ready to get into drugs sometimes one thing will set you off and then you just be like I don't like this. But then you're just going to have to, you know, suck it up if you're on a time constraint. Because it has happened a few times with me when I've, like, about to... Like, it happened with one of the QLCs. I did it, and I was like, I don't like how I look at all. But I was like, (laughs) I have 45 minutes between now and then. If I try to start again, I'm going to end up going on with one eyebrow on and, like, (laughs) powder still on my face. So it's just having to know... How to like allocate your time? Because like, this is the thing that I'm like, I'm still hung up on her not having eyebrows and her needing that amount of time. <laughs> do you think that that was um production trickery, or do you think they actually were waiting for her right on the main stage? I'd and it's all say so. Because like, like when you look at it though, waiting. Without one video of her being alone in the workroom, they couldn't have told the other queens to get out and let her stand there. Then you would have got, thought something was suspicious. Yes, I, I yeah, think yeah, it yeah. is both. I think the person who said that thing actually did say it in real life because it's true. But I don't think her with no top on running around the room was where she was at when that was announced. Do yeah. you know? Let's jump into the looks. So so it was it was more or less the same theme as last week but they've just called lady and the vamp rather than day and night um so first out was then denali we'll just we'll chat about both who looks at the same time i thought both of them were strong but i preferred the lady look i yeah i preferred the lady look there was something about i am not like a big fashion person but like i would have like liked if her skirt wasn't as see-through because then Mm. the main stage look was meant to be see-through but her main stage look wasn't as see-through Yeah, I, I, I kind of wish. I kind of feel like maybe that um, vamp look would have been better for this runway rather than for this. The color was beautiful as well. I did like the the blue and the blue and yellow, yellow um, are always gonna go together. Yeah. And it was tied in the the forget me not of Alaska. I thought it was yes. really nice. I didn't know that, so that was fun. So yeah, I liked that. Uh, Joey J. I don't know if I really loved these, even though I have to say, seeing Joey J without a wig, I just feel I totally get her more. I found her yeah. very hard to understand i couldn't see her personality sort of when she came out in their opening look with the i'll tell you this my personality in drag changes depending on what wig i'm wearing it happens it happens you know sometimes you're wearing some really good hair and you're feeling yourself and you're like don't talk to me you know that type of thing i thought the first one was very like mother pink is going to like her parents teacher meeting and she's looking Mm -hmm. a bit glam for it (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
Very mumsy. I, I thought it was Brigitte Nielsen in Celebrity Big Brother. The nighttime one was pink in the 2000s on the VMA red carpet. Yeah, uh, pink in the Charlie's Angels 2 music video for exactly. Feel Good Times. That was what it was. <laughs> like, I'm totally sorry, but I will say this. I'm all for people sticking to who they are. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... I would like to see a gown. I'm not asking her to put on a wig. I would just love to see her with that hair yeah. in a big gown. I think it would be great. Yeah, I think when Ross kind of Ross kind of pointed it out um, when like because all the all the silhouettes were the same. Like, okay. and I did think that that like the the thing she was, I thought it was very funny when Nicole Byer on the runway was like, oh, I want to hang that in a door. I was like, that is kind of you know real fun with the fringe but like a lot of the, the silhouettes were good were the same and it would be fun to see her in other stuff i don't necessarily think that the wig she needs to walked into the workroom without a wig on and just took from the get-go and then for one of her looks yeah. had hair yeah yeah you know because then that would have kind of broken i that's what i feel like it would have done but like no she, i think you're right yeah you know how michelle is about like you know you need to switch it up from time to time which i agree if you're on a t- competition don't just remain stagnant yeah. you know like it, it is i suppose like um probably if she had just for one of the two looks put a wig mm-hmm. on then she wouldn't have gotten that critique necessarily but at the same time you want to stay true to what it is that you're doing and you want to stay true to what it is that makes you feel most like yourself and like maybe we've seen it in the past when they ask a queen to change up themselves then that next critique is gonna be like oh we didn't really see you and i'm like you asked me to change yeah. who i am what do you want from me <laughs> like, yeah i do i'm happy I, for her to never wear a wig again oh, absolutely. Because just the the difference between her with the wig and her without is yeah is so noticeable and i look liked her so much more without the wig so. yeah talking about changing it up someone who was silhouette city was a rose a she had a wonderful mini challenge and if there was a winner for me it would have been her i loved her daytime her nighttime i wasn't a big fan oh see i i loved the nighttime one and i wasn't as big a fan of the the daytime one i preferred the daytime but i also liked the nighttime from the waist up the but thing, i didn't like the balls on the hips the, yeah i mm. wasn't a fan of the hair on the daytime that's the one thing if she had just had you know blonde hair or like just you know not like yeah. the yellow was just kind of like because there was just already too much going on with the dress you'd need it to just have the nighttime i wasn't a fan of the the hat i thought it was i thought it was so cool it just well, it reminded me i can't was it was it billy porter had that hat that came over the eyes and then kind yes, of like the one opened that opened. i was like it just was mm. giving me reference to that and i loved See, it though, i feel like that would have worked better on the main stage you know, yeah, I do think that on the yes, yeah, on the possibly. main stage that would have looked really, really fun. Because, like, actually, if you look at it this way, if she had used the look she used on the main stage as her daytime and then her daytime as her nighttime look, that would have worked. And then her nighttime on the runway. Yeah. No. She, I think that, like, she probably could have brought it, like, I think that the impact of that on the runway standing there, like, I mean, she already, she did extremely well and she won. Yeah, it would have, like, in that lineup, she would have looked phenomenal. Because I did think she was... Like Ross said, yeah. it looked a little out of place next to, like, the yes. other people. So if she had worn her nighttime look there, it wouldn't yeah. have. But I, do, like, I'm not saying I don't, it's not a fabulous garment. It is fantastic, yeah. well made. I just thought it would have fit the... Uh, main stage yes better. i have to say like overall i know we're gonna get to the rest of them but i think overall the looks this week were weaker than the looks last week but then i think this week that the performance was considerably better than the performance last week so i think in terms of and i also feel like they gave more to it because they thought like you know they had more yeah, to lose yeah than anybody else yeah and because as we're going through it it's like none of these looks and they're all they're all good but none of these looks were like oh my god amazing where there was one or two last week 
Oh, I don't know. I think the two ones from Rosé and I loved Utica's daytime look. Those three to me were... See, I literally have written Crystal did it better on the nose beside it. I am not a fan of people comparing because I remember I walked into a gig once and somebody called me Bob the Drag Queen. I was like, I wish I had that back again, you know? But like, I'm not all for comparing. But like, in my head, that's all. I saw kind of like a recreation of that. But like... Then again, kooky queens and all that, you're going to bound to like subconsciously compare yeah, them in yeah. your head. You may not be I like- mean, I genuinely think the comparison ends with the fact that they use plastic balls. Like, the characters are totally different, the, the one that Crystal gets. I, and- I, I, don't, I don't know. Because I, th- I think that it's like, to make an outfit that's featuring kind of like plastic ball pool balls, and it's like around the hem and up around the shoulders and in the hair... Like when you're like that's a very similar I like that that's like that's an identical sort of thing to to what Crystal did. Uh, but no, I I thought I loved Utica. I I absolutely adored her nighttime look. I thought it was brilliant. Queen of Hearts, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I enjoyed like when she stuck her leg out and the cage was on the leg. I yeah. thought that was great. No, I thought I thought that she she did like that, that was for me that and. That and her her performance look, I thought, like just really showed me, like sort of a like a glow up. Uh, was it not glow up? The it was it is glow up that wrestler chat that wrestler show. Yeah, on yeah. Netflix, like very. Oh, ladies like of that. glow. What is it? Glow. Um, gl- something glamorous ladies of wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Um. We actually we skipped over Tamisha though. You know um, what? Harry J. Blige. I am here <laughs> for her doing that like matronly look for her first one. She just looked like a, a southern lady. Going on her way to church. The pink, I think the pink look was fabulous. So cute. Like, just, you know, kind of like, I own 51% of this company, Power But it was also very, like, in touch with her entrance look, like the color scheme. And I love that. And she just went and she flipped it over with the hairdress. You know what? I want to know how none of that hair got tangled. The only thing I would say about Tamisha, and I think this is more of a limitation in me than her is that I've with her daytime or her lady look and even her runway look it is she shows her age I feel like she's dressing mm-hmm. for her age you know and I kind of just feel it's a bit especially the fuchsia look was a bit nana-y it was yeah it was definitely that's older that's a nana drag queen and I was like I need to be able to you know get over the fact that I don't really just see 20 year old twinks on drag race I need to be able to appreciate but the older this is the lady thing, too though, when you think of it this way it's just having to get out of that mindset of saying this is an older queen. Because there's queens who are younger and they dress older. Trust and believe. I do think Kimora just did not get any personality across in either of those mini challenge looks. Also, when we were talking earlier on as well about Kimora being late and whether it was it was real or not, the order of the, the first look Yeah, and then was the like, second one changed, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Kimora was second last, whereas the first one she was actually last. And then so Yurika was last, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah. yeah, so I presume Utica was yeah. supposed to be last all the time because that would have made sense uh, alphabetically, I think. No, because Kamara, whatever. But I think the fact that Kamara was last the first time shows that she actually really was mm-hmm. late. Um, but while we've kind of been talking a little bit about Tamisha there, there's, is, it's revealed in the workroom that she is 49 Girl, years she of is. age. Ooh. Black don't crack, hello. I, <laughs> I, kn- I know. Melanin level, let's go. She looks fantastic. <laughs> I couldn't like I knew she was definitely an older queen, but I had like 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 literally. I'm sorry, she t- looks younger 15. than Rose. She looks younger than Rose. Like she looks younger than them. Like 
as a as a drag yes. queen, she's dressed like she's in her fifties, but as a boy, she's dressed like she's still in her twenties. Like it's so funny. I'm sorry, she's dressed like a teenager, like that hat and the t-shirts. Yeah. Like I loved with her throughout this entire episode, because so I had I felt that when she came in for the first like the first episode where she was doing her lip sync, that she felt overwhelmed and she felt like she was kind of a bit like you know not really sure of herself. This entire episode, you just she just comes across as so mature and like she understands yeah so sweet and understands the game and understands what's important and like really obviously cares an awful lot about like her drag children her actual children do like I, I, she came across she she is someone who i'm now very excited to see more from where before How i was do a bit you like feel like it's gonna work with her competing against her drag daughter i know and i mean i was thinking that she must know lala Ree is there because the other queens know like surely all the queens in the Porsche yeah, lounge is like who are you competing against who are you competing against yeah so I think, and there was even if we if you watch Untucked, uh, what Tamisha says that in the performance she didn't want to stand out when it wasn't her time. She wanted to wait. So I think she is this really sort of nurturing, putting everyone before her. Asia O'Hara helping everyone else in the workroom. That's literally like yeah. Asia O'Hara in that ball challenge when she helped everybody with her looks and then left her to the last. Yeah. So like that is. I mean, that is such a lovely, lovely quality to have. It's wonderful. You know, you, can, you tell you're a fantastic human being, but girl, it's a competition. Yeah. Throw I, some marbles on that floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's what Denali says. Denali was like, oh, that's so nice. I'm the one being like, can I make this moment mine all the time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so look, I suppose at the end of the day, a competition is a competition. Drag race will be over. You have to stick to your own integrity. And, and she strikes me as somebody who would rather lose than... That backstabbed someone, you know? So, yeah. Did you know that Denali was a professional choreographer? Because if you didn't, you certainly were told in this episode. (laughs) I think it really showed how much the girls respect Tamisha when they were all sort of yapping about, we should do this, you should do this. And then Tamisha was like, I'm going to take over here. And she just commanded the room and she told them where to go and told them where to go. That was, I actually found that a really sort of interesting Uh, scene. And I think Tamisha was the queen of the talking head at that moment, too. It is interesting though to see how like quickly she's obviously established herself as like mother hen mm-hmm. because like there was no questioning her and it's like it kind of in a way that that role suits that woman who would wear that pink outfit that, like she walks into the room she's soft and she'll give you a hug but she's also got the back of her hand if you need oh, it. Oh, look, like not the way she was able hand. to be she like always <laughs> has something this her hand smack you real quick <laughs> exactly. So she's so she needs to, so she's able to kind of say like she she sat in the background and she's like let these young kids at it and then she's like this is going fucking nowhere and she just stepped but in and was like, like let's do this 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 and this there and she was watching you could literally tell with all the shots that were coming and even the way she was talking to Kamora and being like stop focus on this or like when she was telling her when they were getting ready for the main stage and she was like remember to breathe. But also when she was like, remember, we're not all dancers here. You need to explain what these things are to people. So, yeah, definitely a real sort of grasp and empathy and, you know, emotional intelligence that that some of the other queens lack. She set herself up very much as like the queen of breaking the fourth wall with those reaction looks to camera during that whole. I loved that like weird kind of like Joey J versus Denali versus Rosé kind of like, I'm a dancer, I'm a dancer, I'm a dancer, I'm a professional choreography, I teach ballroom. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, this is excellent. (laughs) I'm a firm, firm believer that you should not hype up your 
your skills too much because something will always go wrong. No. Something will always go wrong. With Drag Race, they'll throw a spanner in the works. I love how Tamisha said of those girls, sometimes your confidence exceeds your abilities. And I was like, that is like one of the most cutting reads we've ever had. Because <laughs> it was said with like, it was said with such a genuine heart of like, oh, I care about them and I want them to do well. But sometimes your confidence exceeds your abilities. Yeah, you kind of walk away and then you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk, because when they're getting ready for the main stage, um, Kimura is talking about her boyfriend and it sounds like she's in like a borderline, like emotionally abusive relationship. Like, are they still together? That's what I want to know. Like she's having to, she has to like rent this space on the other side of town and she can't mention she does drag and she can only do drag once, like once every kind of couple of months in order to keep the boyfriend. And I'm like, you should not be, you're in danger, girl. But like for me, like, I kind of did see it a little bit too. Like when I first started, mm. I didn't say it to like my mom or anything. But then it's just that whole thing where like I didn't rent out a space. I just put stuff away and I just folded it and I left it as is. <laughs> but as time came, like literally, there's literally just a wig just chilling right there. You know, like it's yeah. just over time. But like that's the thing when I'm like eight years. But I suppose you can choose your parents. You know, there's different generations there and different backgrounds. You can choose your partner. <laughs> and, you know, obviously, if you are in an emotionally relationship, that's a whole different thing. But, like, but, that's the thing. You shouldn't hide something you love to do so yeah. much. Because, like, yeah. it's, it genuinely looks like it brings her so much joy. I will say this. this So far, these two episodes, I've seen the two cleanest, two of the most cleanest splits I've ever seen on Drag Race. Elliot's yeah. one last week and Denali's one yeah. this week. Yeah. Very, very, very good. Very, very And good. also, Rose managed to do a death drop that was not messy, as in the first episode. Yeah. And also, we saw Tandy Aman do a killer death drop multi- or splits multiple times. Oh, as oh well. yeah. yeah. Out from the ceiling. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> one day, one day I will do that. <laughs> one day. Hey, as you guys know, Sissy That Pod is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, Ireland's biggest podcast network, which has tons of podcasts for you, depending on what your podcast persuasion is, whether it's true crime, whether you want a bit of Irish, just a a shoot the breeze podcast, you want to know about musical pop culture with fascinated Garoad Farrelly you want to hear Alison Spittle talk to really really interesting people you want to know about Wikipedia you want to know about words you want to know about food it's all up there on the Headstuff Podcast Network since the new year they have launched their new premium service Headstuff Plus which allows you the listener the opportunity to support some of these podcasts on a one-to-one basis. If you want to support the work James and I do to put together this podcast, you can head over to headstuffpodcasts.com and support the show for the price of a pint a month. So that's five euro a month. You will get, in exchange, the bonus content that we've been preparing for you, which is episodes, weekly episodes, covering Drag Race Vegas Review. That was a sort of Drag Race Meets Housewives show that was out last year. But not only that, you'll get all the extra bonus content available on all the podcasts on the networks. If that sounds good, headstuffpodcast.com is where to go. Even just listening to the podcast there and rummaging around and just go on to the log on, see what other podcasts there are there. Maybe you'll find something new that will keep you occupied in this lockdown. But of course, don't feel pressured to support the show. We are here for your entertainment. We understand in the lockdown that a lot of people are not in the financial windfall that they were before. So that's totally okay. But if you are interested, it's headsofpodcast.com. Okie doke, let's get back to the show. I have to say that this performance of Phenomenal is one of the best I've seen. Like it was, the lyrics were all really fun. The 
each of them brought like the 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 choreography was really tight and like yeah. obviously like really well thought out and like oftentimes what you see them doing on the mainstay in the run through doesn't seem to make the cut like they simplify it back down into like just mm-hmm. much more kind of walking in a line up to the front of stage turning around it was more complicated it looked really good i, I really enjoyed it i'll actually listen to that that song again i won't listen to last week's one again Absolutely. All six verses in Phenomenal were better than even the best one in Congratulations. Now, I wouldn't say all the performances were better. Do you remember in Congratulations last week, they all came out with like exercise balls uh-huh. and then they all floated up into the air and disappeared. And then in this week, they all had flags and then it cut to them just standing there in exactly the same position, just without the flags. I was very They confused. just cut off like a few or maybe they just... Yeah, they cut off it's a like, bit. Let's do it that. again, but with flags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, jump then to the uh, the runway, and we can add in our comments about the performances and stuff as well here. So the runway was was sheer. Denali came out and called her her look lavender, but to me, it just looked white. That looked those lights white. Were reflecting. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, um, I it wasn't sheer to me, or maybe no. I just don't know my fabrics, but I couldn't see through a single one of those pieces. You know. Yeah, mm. I, I wonder now, guys. I I do think that like fabric shows up different on TV. Um, and I say this as a fashion expert from watching drag from watching Project Runway, like three seasons mm. of it. But um, because I from Drag Race UK the other night, um, the there was one of the queens wore the the Lancashire rose dress, which came across as quite dark and looked sort of almost burgundy or wine. But then on their Instagram, it's like a beautiful rose red. So I think that maybe in in person this looked better, but for me it wasn't. I wasn't living. But the thing mm. is, because though, because see, the thing with really light fabric sometimes, and especially if they're sheer, they reflect light. And yes. on if you're like on a stage, you're being lit from all directions. Yeah, I would yes, say yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like what we saw on TV. It didn't read as sheer to me, but yeah. I would say that she looked fantastic. And the way she uh, yeah. had the black accessories, the black shoes. Yeah, gorge. no, I. I, her face always looks beautiful. Like I think she has. She's a stunning queen. She's a ponytail uh, I wish girl. she'd. I wish mm. she had worn her her vamp look for this runway. I mm-hmm. think that would have been very strong. And There's a lot of them, I think. Girl. Yeah, Joey then as well. Like, it was a similar similar silhouette, but it was a better look, I think, than I will her, say this. her vamp look. Joey's yeah. body, it is padded, and she has a fantastic mm. body in drag. Like, gorgeous, yeah. fantastic, glorious. Didn't like the headband. Yeah, actually, I agree. Um, yeah, there was something about... There was something about the the headband. I kind of made this joke already, but like the, the it, like almost like all of the looks look like sort of like characters you might pick in like Tekken or something. Honestly, like there's 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 mm. sort of like that vibe off it. And then Tamisha looking like she's coming off the Real Housewives. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like I didn't like. I think that the headband looked like a bit of like a thro- like it just looked like a piece of fabric. See, you if know? it had a bit of the fringe on it, it would have worked. But yeah, it just yeah. looked... Or even, like, rhinestones. Yeah, it looked really yeah. out of place for me. Like, genuine. Like, look at me. Yeah. Like, that outfit probably costs a lot more than any of all my drag outfits combined. <laughs> but, like, it just didn't look... It wasn't my favourite. I don't know. The the, dr- the judges love this. I just didn't think Kimora's Dolly Parton wig matched her dress. No, no, no. The wig was so out of place. If she yeah. had the hair she had in the performance with that... 
or yeah. just the, 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 the J-Lo hair would have been much nicer but I just thought the Dolly Parton hair I, with but, the, the share bodice she she looks very yeah she's very that era Valley like um, Valley of the Dolls kind of um, kaftan sort of bejeweled mm-hmm. flying squirrel um the the wigs i love an enormous wig but i did feel that the roots on it were very like it was very distracting in a different was, outfit i think that could have looked it was just reminding me of our conversation with lily savage we had yes <laughs> I was like, now there's some damn roots yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i actually loved the wig and I'm, I, I look at him like how does she keep that on her head i just didn't think it worked yeah. with, with what she did. <laughs> I really thought Rosé's look looked a bit junk couture for me. It looked like plastic bags. I know it's awful to say, but it did. Uh, yeah, and I, I know Ross was, was was avoiding using the crafty word because he got red for it, but I do think it looked like something that had been made there for a challenge rather than something that had been brought home. Her performance look was great. That was it like, was like just a pink bodysuit that looked like, like it had been kind Cerise of embroidered. Pink. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Loved it just was like what what a waste to use that that was a, such a, a glorious look and then this is what we get for the I women. think you just need to read how you've done in the challenge and if you think right I I'm I'm on the chopping block then you need to pull the best thing you have and figure out a way it fits the theme like Jasmine Masters Exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well uh, Jasmine Masters like most amazing dress in the entire world has now been surpassed by this Tamisha Iman gown I mean I mean was it ever <laughs> self-professed <Yeah>. gown <laughs> I mean, I liked this. I didn't love it as much as the judges. Maybe it looks better in uh, person. I loved it. I thought she looked gorgeous. I really enjoyed it. I thought you were right about it had a similar sign to the... It had a similar look to the Olivia Lux dress. But it was yes. just like... Like, even down to, like, that bow that was here. Mm. Fantastic. But, like, that read so... That was the most one thing that read sheer to me out of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was beautiful the way you could see like the hint of the skin through it. Oh, it, it, I thought it was. But gorgeous. also, that worked very well with her skin tone. And yeah, her it was hair and gorgeous her skin was tone. Yeah, fantastic. That's when you know somebody just knows their body really well, and they're like, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the fact she made it herself, like made it herself, like that is unreal. I told myself I was going to teach myself how to sew in lockdown. <laughs> Finally then, Utica was up there and I liked the idea. I didn't really get share from it. I didn't think it was amazing. I loved the face and I just love her characterization. The face and the hair, gorge. Yeah. I also did love though that like the fact that like the the majority of the garment was black and she had like the different colors yeah. as uh, and then those colors were in her makeup. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. You can tell she pays attention to her detail and I love a queen who's not afraid to wear makeup. I'm a firm believer when you say you're going to put on makeup, put on makeup. Put on. Yeah. Okay? Because I've done a subtle eye and... I, no. <laughs> not for no, me. I, I, I loved the makeup. I love the look. Her personality is... I, to be, I think my favorite thing on this look for her was her hair. That, oh, the like, hair was massive, fantastic. like, huge ponytail. I just, just want to know how gorgeous. all of them managed to get these, like, inches of hair there without tangling them. Because, like... <laughs> I have hair that's like to my shoulders and it's like, it's an experience. (laughs) Um, I also loved her, like, I I didn't understand what was going on with the whole like kind of BYO Jesus thing that she was talking about. But like, go you being like a religious drag queen, you know, into it, into God. She suffers (laughs) from what I call verbal diarrhea. She just says whatever comes into her head and she does. And that makes the best things on TV because like, you get like the best catchphrases and stuff. And she's just so kooky. And like, 
my favorite thing actually at the beginning of this episode when she was like, they're all so cute and I'm the tallest one here, so I just get to look down on all of them. I was like, a mood. <laughs> a mood. <laughs> Even then, like, it was like you played to your own tune and she did this little sort of with her fingers. Like, she just yeah. seems to be a real sort of live wire. So... Rosé and Denali are the winners of the challenge. I think that's fair. I think they were the clear mm-hmm. two best performances, I would say. And they lip sync to If You Seek Amy by Britney Spears and another banging lip sync. They don't have a budget for music this year. Serious? I thought that was a great choice. Like That was like kind of like, a, not like a deep cut, but it was like sort of, it's such a fucking deadly song. But like you wouldn't, you wouldn't I, I think mean, to I mean, you can go in. You can go in with that song. Well, I mean, I, I definitely think they have a budget for music because we had six lip syncs in the first episode. But, yeah. I think that's it. The, the budget is just like, you know, spread out a bit more. <laughs> but also, though, the fact that, like, they're doing these songs that are, like, kind of drag staples, like Lady Marmalade. I don't know why it took so long to get that song in Drag Race. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like, I like If You See Gamey. I think it is a good deep cut of Britney Spears. I just would like to see some more artists spread out rather than our sixth mm-hmm. or seventh Britney Spears song. Like, we've we've still only had one mariah do you know i want yeah. a beyonce i want a song from lemonade but i know they can't afford yeah, her beyonce we've, we haven't had any beyonce we've had Desi's child we haven't had beyonce yeah I think. well i guess if we haven't had any i guess they just haven't got permission from beyonce to use it yeah. for whatever reason so, yeah i was about to say from her record label but like yeah. beyonce is her own record label yeah. at this stage <laughs> i also need to get a jennifer hudson track on that because i think that woman is just mm. Glamorous by Fergie. Or oh, it'd be so good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. like, that's a, I, need... I just want more variety. I just think they've gone far too contemporary. I love when it used to be a mixture of like 70s. And, See, oh, so the yeah. thing is, they either go really like older, like 70s, 80s, or like quite yeah. modern. I just, I, I like the ones when you're like, this is straight from Rue's record collection. I, I need Proud Mary. Oh, I mean, that would be iconic. Anyway, just jump back to the lip sync. Did you think Denali deserved to win? Yeah, hundred percent. I, but it was a really strong lip sync. But uh, but I think yeah. that yeah, Denali. I think she it. was just more precise with her movements and stuff like that, and she was kind of yeah. had more sass. From I, I I enjoyed both lip sync performances last week. I thought that 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 Olivia went for like the, kind of similar to what happened this week. Both were. A, someone gave like a very serious kind of like full-on performance and someone did a bit more of a comedy thing i thought that it, the songs both suited the more serious performance and then obviously poor olivia's hair kind of came undone a little bit and and as we kind of know on drag race there's no forgiveness for a little you know little you keep your that. hair on and you keep your shoes on. exactly keep your hair on you can keep take your, your clothes on. off keep your hair <laughs> exactly your yeah on. you you take everything else off that is fine <laughs> but those shoes and that hair is staying on who is going to take the crown, do you think? I have... Okay, I'll give you my... For now, the people I feel like are going to go the furthest. Mm-hmm. Yurika, I feel like she has something underneath her belt and she's going to thrive with her kookiness. Okay. Lalaurie, okay. Olivia, and Simone. I feel like they'd be the ones that are going to be like the toughest competitors or they're going to be the ones that are going to put most of them in their mm. challenge. I feel like Rosé is going to get in her head and... She might get the Jan edit. I actually oh. find it tough to remember to call her Rosé and not Jan. <laughs> <laughs> Kimora Hall, I had in my top four at the Beat the Queens. And just after this episode, I feel like, like she's in her head. She was listening for her life this week. She's going to go. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Kimora Hall and Got Mick, I had both of them in my like kind of like 
going to go super far top four. And now their performances have underwhelmed me and the confidence yeah, levels seem a bit... Yeah, just kind of like left me... I need more. Yeah. More confidence. Like has it like the makeup, the looks, like brings it on the runway. But just like get that confidence into you and just fucking like push out. Yeah. And that's what, that's that's advice for both Got Mick and uh, that's advice that both Got Mick and um, and Kimura could take. Because and Tamisha as well, like she needs yeah, to bring. Yeah, but I think that's yeah. of the three of those, Tamisha is the one who I actually think has it to give it and to do it. Like I think mm-hmm. that she has that performance and she's holding herself back um, in a way that she needs to stop. I, I think that Denali, um, Denali and Simone will be the two that I have my. If I'm picking one out of each group, they'd be the two that I've got my my eyes on. Oh, and Tina Burner as well, I guess. Thank you for joining us today. Where could people find you online? Do you have any sort of digital gigs coming up that people can watch? Um, you can follow me at Viola Davis on Instagram. And there's going to be a few things coming up in the future that I'm working on. It is going to be exciting. And we've been working really, really hard on that. And yeah, yeah. so it's a collaboration with uh, Dublin Fringe. So oh, cool. Very, very, very exciting. exciting. That's really cool. That is so same. keep an eye out. Keep an ear out. Look at the stories. And then I'll be announcing the girls very soon. Keep an mm. eye out. Keep an ear out. And get that credit card out. Hello. Ready to buy a ticket. Hello. <laughs> It was like a better episode, but it was also worse than last week. It's kind of confusing. Like I enjoyed the Queens more, but because it was exactly the same thing, I kind of liked yeah. it a bit less. Um, th- that wasn't a that wasn't a concern I had. Okay. I because even last year, I remember you saying this last year about the two the two big openings. So like because both episodes were kind of similar in format, you were a little bit like, right, okay, I know it's going to happen. Um, I didn't mind that. I I did think that as I was watching the runway, I was like, I'm a bit bored of this now because like there's so many looks and like I didn't think any of them like wowed me. But then the performance was so strong and I think the characters were so good that I think it stood out more. I think it, I feel more like the winner could be in this group than the other group. Yeah, I think so too. And maybe it's just because it was like three looks in one episode last week, two looks in Drag Race UK and now another three looks in this that I was kind of like, you know, somebody give me a comedy challenge. That's a lot of dresses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of dresses. So, um, <laughs> but next week it's improv and that will really, I, that's going to be interesting to see who's going to do well and hopefully Kimora yeah, can get out of her head and she can do well because otherwise I think absolutely. she's on that taxi home. I would say that I am very excited for next weekend's Drag Race Bonanza because, as I said when we were talking the other night around Drag Race UK, um, and I'll say it again now, you the looks are so heavy and so prominent in the first episode, and we've had three now of the, 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 the US one where it's all been really about looks, and that's kind of what it is. And it's those performances challenges and improv challenges where you start to see the Queen's personalities coming true. And that's what I'm looking forward to. And next week we have that on UK and we have it on the US. And I'm like, this is going to be, well, at least, it's going to be a good weekend. At least weekend. UK will be musical, which is better. The improv challenge normally is a bit of a dud, but I'm actually just happy. For oh, I, I just I just like the sort of the, you know, you, you see more of the energy and the, like them performing against true. each other, the shade backstage. I just think that's going to be Do you remember be. the world's uh, worst yes. last year with the American? Oh God, that was so bad. 
You are absolutely correct. That was terrible. I'm a fierce Brock ally. Anyway, thank you for <laughs> listening. You can find us over on Instagram at to see that pod. Also, if you want to check out all of our podcasts from the past and our bonus content, you can listen to that on headstuffpodcast.com. The bonus content is only for premium subscribers. So if you'd like to support the show in any way that you'd like. Price of a pint will buy you the, a month of unbeatable content yeah. not just from us from every other podcast on the network so that's like everything you want movies the Irish language all that stuff is up there so you get loads of stuff Paul mm. Shane yeah. <laughs> we are now <laughs> multilingual <laughs> but of course if if you don't want you know if you aren't in the position to support us that's perfectly fine as well you're still welcome along it's our job to entertain you we'll be back with you next Friday for UK episode 2 have a nice week see you love you bye, bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.